0: Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door, neighbor and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to The Reach Hangout. Today's conversation centers on independence doesn't mean helpless. In other words, there is nothing wrong with asking for help and not pushing yourself over your limitations to prove you can do it alone. So let's grab our beverage of choice for me. It's gonna be water, of course, snacks, and a notepad, or go to the notes section on your phone for today's episode called Lean On Me. Okay, let me not speak it. But today's episode is called Lean On Me. Again, today's episode is called Lean On Me. So let's get into it. Recently, God has revealed to me that it's never too late to grow in Him. Understanding and maturity doesn't come from experience, but from the Lord. In life, we will endure moments that will humble us, but the humbling isn't for embarrassment. It is for us to know and to understand that whatever situation we are facing, whatever path that God has chosen for us it always belongs in God's hand. Not just when we can't continue on any further, but every moment in life, every second, every minute belongs in God's hands. Because if we continue to walk in our own independence, the assignment will turn into a burden and that burden will become too heavy for us to carry. And sometimes pride can factor into that as well. Viewing that if a task isn't substantially challenging, we should be able to complete it without assistance. But this mindset doesn't get us very far or maybe it's not even a mindset. Maybe we may feel that I don't see anyone in my radar to carry a portion of the weight. So I have to be independent and I have to do this on my own but I'm here to tell you today, we don't have to be independent. It doesn't hurt to ask for help when needed, no matter the situation. And the first step for us to get the help that we need in life and in general is by going to God. God's presence should be in our frustration. God's presence should be in our aggravation, in our anxiety, in our depression, in our happiness, in our sadness, whatever it is, God's presence is supposed to be always with us. Because ironically, the assignment that we view as conflicting, God sees it as minimal. And yes, our emotions are valid. And it's not saying that like God is like brushing it off like this is not important. I can fix it. No, our emotions are valid. But with God, our pain turns into praise, our confusion turns into clarity, and our weaknesses turns into strength. It is okay to not have it all together all the time. And I think more than ever, we have this mindset, this collective mindset of, I have to be this place in my life by this age, or I have to be this place in my life by this time. And that's okay if we don't have it at this place, at this time, at this moment, at this second. And even if by some chance you are in a season where you do have it together, there is always still room for improvement. And that's where I say, God is showing me every single day, Day that there is still room to grow in me. I may have conquered this in so many words. I may have overcame this in so many words, but there are still spaces in my life that needs to be touched by the Lord, that needs to be still pruned and gleaned. And I need to heal and grow from because nobody is perfect out here. We still need to be taught by God. And, you know, just quick reflection, because we're now leaving quarter one, which is the first four months of the year, and we're slowly approaching into quarter two. It has been a journey. So I had to undergo a couple of tests, some labs, some blood work, some doctor visits, all because of furniture I purchased. It made me tremendously ill. If y'all wanna know the status on that, I posted a video about it a long time ago on my YouTube channel. And it's now finally getting resolved. And then I was just told that my aid doesn't cover my summer classes. So that means my graduation day has to get pushed. And there's so many other things that you know I have been enduring but that's just the general gist. But I want to highlight the brighter side of all of that because my fire for God has been growing every single day. I am blessed to live another day. I am blessed to see another day. I have friends and family who love me and support me. I have been trying new things and getting out of my comfort zone. And I just wanna give myself a little pound the back because your girl lost 23 pounds, y'all. Like I used to weigh one. 63 and now I'm 140. But, you know, I finally have a sleep schedule for myself. And then, you know, I'm making good grades. And I'm just blessed for that, that God has given me the wisdom as I'm pursuing my degree in business. And then on top of all that, all of that. The reached hangout has been growing tremendously on all platforms. And I appreciate the love. I appreciate you, my SBCs, my sisters and brothers in Christ, regardless if you are saved or unsaved, I appreciate you. Like you matter. You are important. You are valuable and you are chosen to be God's child, to just do amazing things. So I appreciate you just listening to me and seeing the journey of me, like just engaging in faith and life and purpose and all that jazz. So I just want to appreciate you. And if you're new, you still get this love too, because you're SBC no matter what. And so, yeah, and I'm not saying that I don't have moments where I get sad and, you know, we all have this mindset of, I just want to click off the face of the earth. Don't let nobody bother me and all that jazz. And I have those moments, but I try my best to not let those moments outweigh the good in my life. Because when I first started off, I was like, I had to do blow, I had to do this, I had to do that. But then when I start talking about the blessings of God and just my life in general, that outweighs the bad. And I think sometimes we can get so locked in on the bad that we don't even see the good that happens in our life from day to day. And I know 120 million percent, an infinite percent, that God has so much in store for me. And even in the now, because I think sometimes we say, God has so much in store for me, like future. But no, even in the now, God has a lot in store for me. And God has a lot in store for you. And the only way we can continue to receive those blessings, to continue to receive what is designated to our name, to our purpose, we have to keep our eyes on God, keep our eyes on our Father. He is our comforter. He is our navigator. He is our keeper. He is, et cetera. He is the alpha and the omega. We just have to keep our eyes on him and lock in on that versus allowing life and trials and tribulations and turmoil and stress and anxiety. Every single thing that can go against God's word, we cannot allow that to manipulate, to alter our emotions to where God is leading us and where God has us right now now in this present moment. And you know, sometimes, like I said previously, when I get down and I can get in my emotions and all that, I get reminded about Moses. In the book of Numbers chapter 11, that's where Moses is trying to lead the Israelites to the land God has promised them and their ancestors. But currently in this chapter, they're in the wilderness. They're trying to get to the promised land. And to give y'all some context, the Israelites just complain. They don't want to listen to God. They rebellious. They want to do whatever they want to do. And the only time they believe God is when God blesses them. And God, you know, Moses is instructed to lead these people there. But it's just to the point they're aggravated, they're starving, they're hungry. They're like, we could have just stayed in captivity in Egypt. So that's just a quick contest to get you a general idea. But to go into the verses that I want to pull today is from Numbers chapter 11, verses 11 through 17. And just to set up the precedence of the conversation, it says the Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses is troubled. So you kind of have an idea of the emotions and, and just the atmosphere where everything is going on right now. Numbers chapter 11 verses 11 through 17 says this, the NIV version. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on earth? oath to their ancestors where can I get meat for all of these people they keep wailing to me give us meat to eat I cannot carry all these people by myself the burden is too heavy for me if this is how you are going to treat me please go ahead and kill me if I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. And this is what God says. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down And speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Here's the importance here. This last verse, God says, I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. God did not say that he was going to take away what he has purposely called for Moses to do. And I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed that we're like, God, strip me from this whole entire situation. And God is like, I'm not removing you. I'm just going to allow you to have a portion of it lifted off of you. But you're still going to do what I have called you to do. And, you know, Moses was in that mindset of independence that made him think that he was alone and yes God told Moses that he was supposed to lead the people to the promised land but can we just point out God has told Moses from the very beginning that he has help and all he has to do is ask and I think sometimes we as children of God we forget that all we have to do is ask All we have to do is go to God and ask for help. But no, we don't do that. We wait until the very last moment when when we get to 10 and we just feel overwhelmed and we just don't want to do nothing no more. And we just want to escape everything and everyone. Then we go to God and ask him to intervene. And we try to overdo it because we have this independent mindset that no one is really there for us. No one is really trying to help us. No one is really trying to intervene and want to be me and want to see me do great. So I have to carry this burden alone because people wouldn't understand if, if if they were in my shoes. People wouldn't understand if I told them really what's going on with me. People wouldn't understand. So we have this type of fake it till you make it motto. I got to fake it till I make it because there is no one around me that will be able to help me. If you fake it the entire way, you're going to cause a ripple effect of mistakes. And what I mean by that is it's not really so much about being fake, but honesty, honesty with yourself and those around you and just say, I am incapable of showing up. And no, it's not me consciously choosing to not show up. That's not the case. I'm not choosing to not show up. I just don't know how. I don't know how to deal with this situation. I don't know how to deal with this circumstance. And, you know, in those moments, we just have to learn to pause. When I used to assist in teaching elementary school elementary students there was this thing that we used to do it was called a brain break so the brain break was 10 minutes of uninterrupted time for the students it wasn't the very beginning of class but it was like after you know they got into the flow of things and stuff was moving along and everything we would pause for 10 minutes so the students could regain their focus and stimulate their minds. And it wasn't 10 minutes of pausing to be like, does anybody need any help? No, uninterrupted free time. If you wanted to dance, get up and dance and wiggle your arms. You get up and dance and wiggle your arms. If you just want to sit there and close your eyes for 10 minutes, you could sit down, and close your eyes for 10 minutes. 10 minutes of uninterrupted time. That's important. We must Pause. And gather ourselves, because I think we think the older we get certain things we shouldn't carry into our adulthood. And what I mean by that is nap breaks. I'm all for a nap break. Like if I need to pause within my day and take a nap, I'm going to take a nap. Like, napping shouldn't stop because I'm an adult. (laughs) You know, there's certain things that we have to realize that we have to do to be able to stimulate our minds and comprehend what is given onto us to refresh ourselves so we won't feel burned and burdened. So we have to take that pause break. We must advocate for ourselves as well and negotiate those things with our jobs. Like, a lot of jobs, particular jobs, will allow intermediate breaks depending upon how many hours you work outside of your lunch break. So it's not going to be a break, an additional break added to your lunch, but certain jobs will allow you to take a 10 to 15 minute gap break somewhere up in there, depending upon how many hours, right? Or, you know, as we're planning our day, our week, our hour, our month, whatever we're doing, put some time in there to decompress during your busy day. Don't wait until the day is over to say, "Okay, finally, I can decompress. No, take time to decompress during the day. Like this is worth discussing. We can stand up and say, I need this to be able to be productive. I need this to be able to be the best version of myself. This is not a want, this is a need. And if you know for you to be the best version of yourself, you need to pause and you need to take a couple of minutes. Advocate for yourself. Close mouths, don't get fed. We have favor over our life. I have favor over my life. Whatever I stretch forth my hands to do will prosper because that's what God has called over me. So if I need a break to be the best version of myself, to be efficient, to be what is asked of me, then I'm gonna ask for a break. God can bless us if we just allow him to stay in our life again. We shouldn't have to wait until things get out of hand for us to say, oh, I'm going to seek help. No, seek help all the time. We need to learn to ask for help. You know, my mother said something to me a while ago. She said that if a schedule I create for myself stops working, it's time to create something new. It's time to try something new. Because repeating the same thing and getting the same error doesn't change anything other than making more errors. And until you realize that you're making all these errors, (laughs) things will never change. Maybe it's time for something new. So I go to God and I ask him, I say, God, how can I organize my life? Not to be so drained and still be obedient to you and the other obligations I have. And you know, God told me something in the past, and it's still relevant in this moment. God said, It's not that I choose not to help you. I'm just waiting for you to ask for my help. Just like it says in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, NIV version, it says this Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. That's God saying, I'm at the door, I'm knocking, but you have to make the decision to let me in. We have to make that decision to let God in. We don't have to have this independent mindset. We don't have to be so independent. And the only reason I'm bringing this up because that's something that I struggle with. I struggle with releasing the reins and allowing people to assist me because I'm like, no, I got it because I like it when I do it anyway. So you don't got to worry about doing it when I do it. I don't know. It's not that my way is the best way, but it, but I would prefer my way versus allowing God to utilize people in my life to make my load lighter, but because they're not doing it the way they I want them to do it I just say bump it and we got to get out of that too just because it's not the way you do it doesn't mean it's not going to get done So we have to understand that too. And we have to give ourselves grace to allow other people grace so things get done. And that even goes with God. How can we allow God to assist us if we always move it independent? We're like, God, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Like, no, God, I need you every day, every situation, every circumstance. And I know it's hard to give our trust unto people, but that's why we don't put our trust into people. We put our trust into God. We put our faith in God so God can intercede on our behalf and use whatever he needs to use to allow our purpose to come to pass. Remember, we don't have to be alone. We don't have to wait until we get to level 10 to be like, oh, now I won't help. God is waiting for us to let him in. And God is ready to embrace us because we are his children. That's why it says in his word, lean on God's understanding, not our own. Because when we lean on our understanding, we get burned out, we get frustrated, we get aggravated. But when we allow God to be in our presence, everything is so much easier. And I'm not saying that we won't have trials, we won't have tribulations, we won't have hiccups, we won't have stumbling blocks. But God will turn them stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Because with God, we're covered. We don't have to be independent anymore, you guys. That's on period. Well, our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share respectful thoughts in the comment section. Share slash tag a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. friend your girl is on the podcast and make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops plus keep up with my YouTube channel Lydia's Chronicles by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me I recently went out of town with my friends, we didn't go far we went back to Jacksonville so we could go to a Lee's convention And I did a little bit of spring cleaning. That's a different video. I do a lot of my YouTube channel. So if y'all wanna hang out with your girl, go to my YouTube and we can just hang or whatever. (laughs) And all of my socials will be linked in the description box. If no one has told you this today, I love you, God loves you, and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to become the best versions of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye.